Hey, everyone. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife. I am Dave, the host of the show. If you've been listening this month, as the episodes come out in September of 2023, you know that I am not doing the normal interviews this month. I am releasing different experiments that I want to release in the lead-up to my new one-man show, Here to Make Friends, which is playing September 28th, 29th, 30th, and October 1st at the Neo-Futurist Theater in Chicago. It is my dream theater. The Neo-Futurists themselves are my favorite form of entertainment on the planet, and the shows are 20 bucks. The first one on Thursday is a pay-what-you-can. The Sunday is a 2 p.m. matinee show. So I'm hoping between all of those configurations, people will be able to see the show. And if there's any issue you have, please email me at thisisdavemar at gmail.com. I would love to make sure you can see it if you're able. Also, Masks at KN95 or above level are going to be required and provided if you need one. So really trying to do that. There's a couple of other accessibility measures, especially COVID-related, that I'm looking to put in place. I can't meet every accessibility need. I wish I could, but I'm doing what I can, and we got to start somewhere. But what you are about to hear, so the show... Here to Make Friends, a reference to the common reality TV show phrase, I'm not here to make friends, is in part about Survivor. It's in part about COVID. It's in part about people and society and what we owe to each other. And it very much follows a conversation format, uh, at least in part. So if you like This Is Your Afterlife and you are able to get to Chicago during those dates, I think you will really like Here to Make Friends. One thing I want you to know is you do not need to know anything about the show Survivor to enjoy the show. And even though that is true, what you're about to hear is one of the episodes, there are five, of an aborted podcast that that was conceived we we came up with several iterations of it uh, and finally recorded these five episodes and and ditched it of a podcast called It's a Fucking Stick. You will you're going to hear that now. It is co-hosted by myself and Ariel Elias. Ariel is a former guest of This Is Your Afterlife, multiple time guest of This Is Your Afterlife, a good friend of mine, and it just uh, through no lack of desire on our part, uh, we weren't able to keep doing the show. But I thought this five-episode little mini-series would be a good way, if you want to brush up any, brush up on any Survivor uh, or, or learn anything about it. And really, it's not just like, we're not recapping the show, we're just talking about what it means to us. So, if you want to listen to that in preparation for the show please enjoy it. This is an episode of the show, which I will not number because this is going to be the same intro for every episode, but know that there are five. There is a link to buy tickets to Here to Make Friends in the show notes. And even if you aren't able to go to Here to Make Friends, even if you don't care about Survivor, 
I think you will still like this. Genuinely. I think it is that good. This, it's a fucking stick show. It was just, it's just a good time between two friends who really like each other. So I hope you enjoy it. Come see my show if you can. Keep listening to the podcast and we'll be back in regular show mode in October. And I will talk to you again soon. Welcome to It's a Fucking Stick, a Survivor podcast among many, where instead of going episode by episode, we take individual moments that we love and find interesting from the show and explore and explode them and see where they go. I am Dave Marr. I'm a comedian based in Chicago. My co-host is Ariel Elias. I'm a comedian based in New York City. Wow, you did all of it. I also like that it's um, I appreciate that you said it's moments that we love and find interesting because right because we don't have to love all these. No, it's just moments that we feel strongly about. Yes, 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 yes. So note taken. Okay, moments. No, we you're perfect. Feel don't change anything. Don't, don't change anything, Dave. <laughs> um. So this might be the shortest. This it could be because I know when I told you I picked today's the, this episode's well. This episode of the podcast episode of Survivor and Moment. And I think you were kind of like, what? Yeah. Okay. Fuck? Well, so I will go ahead and in classic yeah. Ariel fashion, apologize. <laughs> um, because I think when you first suggested it, I kind of, I feel the way about this season as I sort of do about Thailand, which is like, I've, I don't remember a lot of it. I think because I find almost every person unbearable. Um, You're talking about season five, Despicable Sexual Assault, Thailand. Yeah, but it wasn't just that there was sexual assault in that season. It's that everybody except for the old lady is really unlikable and Mm -hmm, kind mm -hmm. of an awful person. Right, Um, yeah. And nobody has any charisma or charm. And the way that I feel, I feel very similarly about this season, which is season 30, Worlds Apart, that we're talking about the moment from today, with the exception of Jen. I love Jen so much. Um, Jen, I actually really liked Jen, too. And I, I remember like, liking her when I watched it, too. I didn't. I don't think I liked her. Really? When I, when I, I loved her. Because I, I just like, she's just this like cool, fun stoner chick who's there to have fun, but also like mm-hmm. is when she like wants to be is very good at the game. And I. So you see yourself. In I her? think I see myself. I think I just <laughs> see that we would be friends. Um, I actually like Shireen in this season, too. I, you know, Shireen, I have a lot of sympathy for Shireen. I also find Shireen annoying, but she gets so picked on that I don't even get to enjoy finding her annoying. I don't think she's that annoying. Okay. She she must have been more annoying in a way when the cameras weren't filming. Because there's clearly some, like, very sculpted editing going on. Totally. This season, you know, as... As our main character will be talking mm-hmm. about, complained about after this season. But uh, but sorry, go, I, go ahead. I, think, I want well, to hear more. Also, about I will say my thing with Shireen, it's not even her fault. This is more of an of a, it ref, a reflection on me. But I I find enthusiasm kind of unbearable um, to sure, be around. Sure. Uh, no, I get that. So genuinely excited about everything, and that is what turns me off. Um, but 
So so that's how I felt when you first suggested it of like, I don't even remember this season that much, even though it's one of the more recent ones that I watched. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this moment, really? But yeah. watching it, I was like, oh, I get it. And like, this is a f- this is so funny. There's a lot to say here. Um, and I'm glad you chose it. So the moment is we're we're talking as as you said, season 30, worlds apart, episode seven. I think it's just called Keep, Keep It, it Real. Real. <laughs> we talked about we talked about the like uh, you know having having a podcast. It's very you, you know there's this like naming convention right where right. it's like whatever the like cleverest thing from the show is or or most eye catching sort of joke or something becomes the title of the episode. And I know from my other podcast, This Is Your Afterlife, now coming up on, well, by the time people listen to this, we'll have blown through 100 episodes. But the there are times when I didn't note anything while I was recording. And I'm just like, what's the closest thing that can become a title here? And I feel like that's what they did with Keep It Real. Uh, <laughs> fucking, is it Rodney is his name? I don't yes. know a lot of the names of these. Rodney says he's the realest motherfucker in the game or whatever. Very unimaginatively title episode. So in this episode. Wait, can I ask? The, what, yes, please. What would I you, see you raising your hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for calling on me. Um, <laughs> what would you have titled this episode? Oh man, you know I think you're gonna say what I'm gonna say. What are you gonna? I say? I think it would. I think it would be um, basic math. Oh, that's good. I wouldn't have said basic math, but I like basic. What would math. you have said? Um, mine would have been you have to be quick and right. Wait, who says that? Jeff says that in this moment because I think it's not oh. a spoiler. I mean, really, yeah. the thing that you should be the episode title, but it's too much of a spoiler, is Dan is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and and Dan is wrong again. Yeah, yeah. So we should okay. do, we should maybe think about doing that. Uh, every every episode going forward is like retitling episodes. I, love I think that. that'd be a fun a fun bit. So the moment the moment I picked is. Um, in the immunity challenge, it's a very simple challenge. It's basically just a puzzle. They're given one piece of a slide puzzle, uh, that they, which are like those puzzles you get at like uh, a cracker barrel and well, no, I guess no, the cracker, cracker barrel is the, the golf, the golf team, yes. but yeah, every, a slide puzzle. Everyone should know. Yeah. Just, you just have to, it's little pieces that you slide around. There's one empty space and you have to slide yes. around every piece yes. in order to make the picture. And so one, they just, a couple, they have to move this one piece through a couple of like basically blank slide puzzles to then get to the final one where they're actually trying to spell the words outwit, outplay outlast and two times dan the postman from the blue collar tribe this season's gimmick was blue collar white collar no No collar um (laughs) and dan uh the the postman and we'll talk about his reputation in a second Two times he he goes Jeff 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 and he like raises his hands the thing that on like reality cooking shows they do when they're like I'm done I'm done you know <laughs> and uh, I I wanted to look up the YouTube comments for it because they have like 
they just spelled out what he what he actually spelled and the first youtube comment on one of the clips is just like out to eat Owl-tay and Outlast, <laughs> the famous words of Survivor. Yeah. So it's just like you look down and you see this jumble of mess. And he's just like, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. And the confidence and like, and and I forgot that he did it twice. I and did so too. Jeff goes, I did too. Dan is wrong. And then he, he does it again. And he's like, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Dan is wrong again, again. <laughs> <laughs> so good and um and 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 i picked it because for the simple reason that uh i i think one of the most reliable laughs you can get out of me is just a confident face plant mm. someone just like going so hard and they just biff it so entirely <laughs> is so funny to me i fucking love it but then watching the whole episode in context it's even better because the confidence of dan's face plant is built up by his misogyny against Shireen in yes. the fucking river and his like utter and the reason i said basic math is because he's like insulting her he's like they're talking about how they're both fans and he's like and that's the thing i don't get is how great is how big fans can't do basic math you have four people we have seven people you're just one of joe's lackeys you're gonna get eliminated and it's just like and 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 then at the end he's like i'm just trying to be nice it's just like he's so fucking misogynistic such a just piece of shit and so then to have, so literally Dan is wrong on multiple levels yeah. in this episode and for him to face plant like that two times and then not ultimately win is just like, it is, shit. it is very satisfying to see somebody who at least is portrayed as the villain um, to just fall and be so wrong. One of my favorite comments that I saw, which I think was on Reddit was uh, I've never seen anybody able to hold up both of their arms while still slumping. Because um, <laughs> you see them like hold and they're just like. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's very satisfying. There is. So there's another moment this episode that I had forgotten about where and to his. So Dan basically says like about Shireen, like he just wants to slap her. Somebody needs to slap her and shut her up, right, which right. becomes sort of a famous moment because Dan didn't know this at the time, but Shireen was a victim of domestic violence. Her and her mother like had to escape her father. And mm-hmm. so it becomes later on. Um, and Dan makes a, makes an ass of himself all on his own many times. Um, I don't think this is an example of it where he says the comment. Cause it's just like, he didn't know. Um, it's still like kind of a weird thing to say about anybody to like wish I violence actually, upon somebody. Yeah. I didn't know that about her. And I, this time watching it was like, eh, this is, this is kind of a bad look for any, for any dude to be like, this woman should be smacked. Yeah, it just sort of reeks of like a very, even if you're like, oh, but he didn't know. And like the edit, he will go on to like complain a lot about his edit 
Um, regardless, it still reeks of this sort of like old timey attitude towards women that yes. even if you're like, it's just a phrase, I don't mean it. It's like, okay, but like words have power and like, <laughs> let's maybe think a little bit about like where do these terms, where do these phrases come from? Where do they like? Would you say that about any of the? I mean, Rodney, if you're gonna talk about somebody who's annoying, who yeah. like needs to shut up, like nobody's saying that about Rodney, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. I think Shireen, although Jen does say, I fucking hate you, I know. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, you right? Like, that's not like a yeah. violent that, like, if you hate somebody, yeah. just say, like, I fucking hate you. It yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Je- that's why I love Jen. Jen is just like, here's what I think. I am, <laughs> I cannot fake anything. I saw Jen chiming in on the Survivor Reddit. Oh, really? What did she say? Yeah. So, Jen in the subreddit was responding to someone who said um who 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 went through Dan's complaints after the season because in the reunion for this season host Jeff Probst at, talked to Dan and was like you got a lot of hate this season and Dan was like furious there was some note someone made apparently someone listened to some 4 hour podcast interview he did which just like Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, man. but I will say this that's a real like alien versus predator situation of Dan versus like the producers of Survivor. It's like I think all of you guys are bad and like sort of acted in bad faith here. Yeah, I just I just have a feeling that if we were to check in on Dan no, for sure. right now, it, it, would <laughs> no, be, it Dan, would be pretty bad vibes. Dan absolutely seems like he like would go to the January 6th rally because somebody finally invited him to say. something. Like that's <laughs> – yeah. he, he doesn't have good vibes. He's very much – he reminds me of um, – I mean like I have been in an abusive relationship before – I also there is a member brag. of my fan brag bag brag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she has trauma. Um, there is a member of my family. He is uh, distant. It's a different last name, but who is like very toxic? Who I no longer speak to. Who Dan reminds me a lot of. Like there are a lot mm. of similar traits. Um, he just seems like he has like the kind of vibe where like at least if he has kids, like one of them like doesn't talk to him you know what i mean like and for good reason sure sure and jen was responding in that thread she was just like because c- it was like all the points he was making about how his edit mm-hmm. was was bad and she was like there are so many lies in this i just feel sad for him yeah and it, it, that's the thing is it's like I'm I'm pretty sympathetic to the idea and and so maybe that's kind of what's being brought up unfortunately it's not you know, as I'm watching this episode, I'm like, oh, this conversation with Shireen uh, in the in the river feels more notable than this hilarious moment. But it's still, it's still it, I still moment. just love the puzzle. But he, um, yeah, I, I'm sympathetic to the idea of being edited. I mean, no one yeah. wants to be like perceived in a way that's different than you, you want the way you're putting out to be picked up. Right. But but nonetheless, even if Shireen goaded him so hard before he said all that shit, 
he still said that mm-hmm. shit. And you have control over your response to things. And in his one, his confessional interview where he's like, Shanini, whatever her name it's is. It's so disrespectful. It's, like, you, it's so disrespectful. You and know like, her xenophobic. fucking name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, uh, yeah, it's so fucking It's really gross. It's also, I mean, I think Dan is... It's that classic thing of like he thinks he's the hero with mm-hmm. no I mean he he said in like I think I read in I don't remember where and so this might be somebody else's commentary on Dan but basically that like he saw himself he thought he was going to be portrayed as this like Rupert type um Oh my god because he like provided food um and I saw in Carolyn had an uh, read it AMA and was like somebody asked her about Dan and she was just like there wasn't really that much drama um, in general mm-hmm. like we were mostly just hanging out but then I was like or do you did you just not know like were you just not aware right um, right, right but it's that thing of like he thinks he's coming across as a hero he thinks he, I mean he clearly has a really hard time ever admitting that he's wrong although he does he does give a very genuinely seeming sincere apology to Shireen at their reunion um but he he really like doubles down on so much and he's just being a dick which is why it's great when his yes. puzzle says oot floop lay out last there aren't that many times in life where you get to see like justice served and i think this is the right amount of justice for him because Mm -hmm, he's not like mm -hmm. look i don't think he's necessarily a good guy but also like i don't know him i only know him from his portrayal on the show and his interviews but so a slight humiliation in one episode on an immunity challenge where he doesn't even get voted off. That feels like the right amount of justice. That's so funny because we are clearly like, I feel like this happens sometimes where on a a spectrum of an opinion about like, is X person good or bad is X moment, you know, funny or pathetic or whatever. I feel like often you and I will be at like the, the 40% and 60% or the 30 and 70% like ends of the, of opposite ends of a spectrum. And right now I feel like you're on the side of the spectrum. That's like a little forgiving to Dan. And I'm on the side of the spectrum. I'm just like, fuck Dan, fuck this guy. Okay. Here's what it is. I'm not forgiving of Dan. I think Dan is a dick. I really like, he really makes my skin crawl, but I'm also not on the side of the producers. Um, for sure, for sure. So I think, I think there's a little bit of valid of validity to um, to his complaint about the edit. I still think he said all of those things. I still think he's a dick. I also think other people on that season were dicks and didn't get the same thing shown. Okay, is that fair? Uh, yeah, although if you're talking about Rodney, Rodney definitely looks like a dick. In I'm this talking episode. about Will. Wait, which one's Will? He's the YouTube star. He's the black guy who will end up absolutely berating Shireen in a future episode. Oh, wow. In a way that kind of makes the season 
Like it really taints it because like everybody's mean to her. He's particularly cruel and he's barely in this episode. Okay. That's also really funny because I was trying to remember the name of the person and it's Will Mm -hmm. who in the preview for next week, when they show all of the, they show the, they're like, they're showing this challenge and how like physically brutal it is. And the clip of Will is of him on like an inclined ramp in the water uh, where they're supposed to slide down it, basically literally face planting into it. Yeah. He just plops into this. Yeah. <laughs> and he's an, and I'm like, man, this season has all the best fucking just just to see a human body and you know the person survives but to see a human body just like wilt against something (laughs) is so funny putting the will in wilt (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um but yeah okay okay i don't remember that moment but sure so uh, let me ask you a question do you think this moment for you sticks out because we get so little of that in real life where the person who deserves a little humiliation or who deserves to be told you are wrong twice. We, we just like, don't get to feel that very often. Interesting. I think if I were thinking about it on a deeper level, absolutely. Which is where I'm going to take this. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Which you should. And absolutely. And I'm glad. So was that your thought when you're like, oh, there is stuff to talk about here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're, you're watching somebody get their comeuppance. Um, the thing it makes me the, the reason the thing from my life that it makes me think about is a training for a job I had one time where I was like getting hired to like oversee recess at like elementary schools. And there was a bunch of us getting trained and like part of this training outdoors at this park was learning some of the games that we could have kids play during recess to keep them yeah, active, having fun, relatively um, together and organized. And they had us play. And the game is you have two lines of people facing each other about 40, 30, any amount of distance, if you're a smaller, a shorter distance, but like 30 to 40 feet apart, facing each other in the middle of the sort of playing field, you have two balls. And then on the ends of the playing field, you have hula hoops and everyone is given a number one through 20 or something on each side. So there's a one on each side, a two on each Mm -hmm. side, a 20 on each side. And then the person refereeing calls out a number two. the twos on both sides, run into the middle, grab their balls. And whoever puts the ball in the, in the hula hoop first their side gets a point. Okay. And one guy, either he did it intentionally, but it seemed like he just didn't understand the point of the (laughs) exercise. So instead of grabbing a ball, he went right up to the, to the, to his corresponding person when their numbers were called and just started like doing the most intense, like, like basketball style, guarding of them like one hand between his legs one hand above his head just like guarding them like (laughs) all up on them and he was so uh, like not like not like uh harsh but he was aggressive and like committed to it that 
And everyone playing was kind of like looking at each other and just like, what's going on? And they had to like re-explain to him like what the point of the game was. And so that's an example where it's like, I didn't even hate this guy. I just loved how committed he was to his his point of view that he and 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 like despite he didn't look around to check if he was right he didn't look at the faces of people watching him he was just like this is how you play the game i'm going hard and and you know everything else be damned and i guess maybe that's something that i envy yeah is the ability to fully commit to something I, I get to it on stage in moments, but like in life, <laughs> the ability to commit to something and not be looking over your shoulder, uh-huh. not be um, constantly second guessing yourself. There's a little bit um, of like thinking yeah. outside the box there too, right? It's like every now and then when there are like some YouTube videos too in Survivor of like that time that so-and-so broke this challenge because they figure out sure. sort of how to hack it. It's sure. like- I would argue, like, maybe that kid didn't need re-explaining. He just employed a strategy, which was like, all right, I'm not the fa-. Like, maybe he was like, I'm not the fastest. So Absolutely. I'm not going to get to this ball first before mm-hmm. this kid does. But maybe if I block him and I throw him off and he's just like, what the fuck is happening? Then I can grab the ball. Or if I can just, like, show somebody else that this is a possible strategy. I think that's totally possible and great. It just wasn't how I read it in the moment. Yeah. Another thing that adds to the comedy, um, this was not a kid. Oh. This was a bunch of other <laughs> like 25 to 40-year-old people learning the game. Oh, and to so see, see a full adult doing this was amazing. <laughs> that's just like great. a corn a corn-fed Big 12 school <laughs> attending fucking 30-year-old white dude doing this was so funny. I was but, absolutely picturing just a nine-year-old who hit his growth spurt before everybody else. No, and no. And was like, the, I don't the, know how to use my limbs yet to run, but I can guard you. <laughs> this was a man. And that's what made it incredible for me. But I think you're totally right. I mean, I think, you know, and if and if the goal of this this puzzle challenge was just to spell anything. If if that were a way to hack it, then absolutely, Dan. Like, good on you. <laughs> I think his his error also, Dan's error, is so emblematic of the way he played and the way that I what came across when I was reading his interview in People magazine, um, mm-hmm. which is very much just like, no, I must be right. Surely I'm right twice. And to not look at your own mistakes, right? It's like it's so obvious. And look, I know that I did like a little bit of a deep dive of what of what his puzzle actually looked like, because the shot that is shown, of course, yeah. was not there's nobody standing over Dan's shoulder and um, there's no mm-hmm. cameraman over him mm-hmm. looking at it. So mm-hmm. it's a recreation by the editors. But oh, wow. this fucking these people on Reddit are so fucking smart and impressive or sad but depending on how you look at it but i see them as smart and impressive and here on it's a fucking stick we love reddit we we think it's a healthy good place to spend your time we are redditors a hundred percent um and uh and somebody like recreated basically just like from still shots 
from mm. the uh, from the episode, and it's like it's pretty close. Like it's a real, it's a it's a real fuck up because they showed like basically to get real into the weeds. <laughs> the way that the editors show it is impossible um, because it would have been impossible to solve the way that they had it, the error. Whoa, but yo. it's still the same. The way that he messed it up it's still like the it's like a similar tile thing so it's it's close enough like it doesn't really it's still really stupid and it's like well if we only have the editor's footage to go off how do we know how dan messed it up somebody there's like we don't just have that i mean we have like somebody basically like paused it and like zoomed in to see like which tiles were messed up okay okay Uh, and it was just like two tiles it was four oh amazing amazing (laughs) well because (laughs) outwit and outplay are both wrong um -hmm, so there's two mm -hmm. tiles in outwit and two tiles in outplay that are wrong okay okay okay. Um, but it's it's i think what's so funny is it's like if he just stopped for a second and pulled out you can clearly see, right? This isn't just like an example of like, oh, they're fatigued and it's hard to figure things out. It's like, this is a pretty obvious, you know what it's supposed to be. If he just took That's a so breath. funny because I thought it was an example of being fatigued. I'm like, maybe we can forgive a little bit that they're tired <laughs> and hungry and whatever. Well, also, I don't think that that's fair because it's right after the merge. So they've just had, they have extra food right now. Mm-hmm, that's um, right. That's right. The, the fucking the salami or whatever. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that Rodney doesn't want wants to, <laughs> wants to take the, 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 the rinds the off of and someone else doesn't. You know, just this. It is great. I mean, like his everybody's dirty. It's like don't don't pick at other people's food if you don't need to. You know what I mean? Like his hands are. Yes, and the thing about that that gets me because Rodney is trying to peel the rinds off these salamis, and a couple of the women in the tribe are telling him not to. And he's like, they're like, it's just a salamity. Salami. <laughs> I they're, love salami. Like, salamity is the name of this episode. Is that what I said? Is that what I just said before too? Yeah. You said salamity, oh which I God. think is a combination of salami and comedy. And I oh. am in love with it. I was thinking like a, like a calamity. Like oh a, no. Yeah. And then salamity when is, you, uh, when you finish what you're thinking, um, remind, I will, tell you another thing that i saw of rodney's that's kind of his salamity but okay okay so they are telling him like don't stop stop messing with the salami and he's like it's just a salami they're like it's just a salami like don't it don't worry about it and he's like well if it's just a salami like why are you worried about it (laughs) and he he is so this isn't just a once both sides disagree it is if it doesn't matter let it stay the way it was. And Rodney is fucking with it. So if if someone's got a trash can in the corner of the room and it's just a trash can, it doesn't matter. It's not an eyesore. It, it just has to go somewhere. Everyone agrees it doesn't matter. And one person moves it. Yes, you could argue, oh, who cares? They just wanted to move it. But the real argument is, who cares? So why move it in the first place? That's my point. Tell me about I think that's Rodney's a fair moment. Um, After the challenge, there is a moment. Rodney is doing his interview. And 
I forget the exact context, but he, oh, I think he's talking about Mike maybe or Joe. I think Mike, because that's who they want. He wants to vote off. And he just goes, he's just the protocol typical. (laughs) (laughs) I think he also says that he's cool, calm, and collective. (laughs) Which, if he were collective, he would fare a lot better than he does. He should check out your socialist panels on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so, so, okay, so back to Dan. And here's the, okay, here's the thing. Maybe we can talk about why I am hesitant to make big uh, metaphorical points out of some of these moments. Okay. (laughs) Is because they're so obvious, it feels absurd to go, well, the way that the way that Dan doesn't even look at the facts. And pursues his own point of view is so representative of the way we consume media in this country (laughs) and why we're so politically divided and blah, blah, blah. That feels corny to me, even though you could make the point. You know what I mean? Sure. I think, um, I mean, again, and we've talked about this a little bit, but I am searching for meaning in every moment because it justifies how much time I've spent watching Survivor (laughs) in my (laughs) life. Yeah, yeah. And no, I, and, and what's what's funny is I do that too. Like I I search for meaning too. I guess I'm like it needs to be I need to invent some new meaning that no one's yeah. ever thought of before. I, I think it's know? just like I'm curious about like why this moment like cuz you're not the only person who's like clocked this moment, right? Obviously there are like right, Reddit right, threads about right. it. It is I mean it's a funny moment. It's funny to see somebody be wrong right like it that speaks to like an instinct that we all have which is like if somebody else is being humiliated it means i'm not i think it's part of it at least for me um but it's also very it's fun to see somebody you don't like be embarrassed (laughs) um especially i don't know dan like yeah, like I think I was the last things that I read were sort of in defense of Dan, and I think I let that sway me because I'm tired. Mm, but the more what's I th- the defense, the defense is like, um, one which I do think is fair is that he it's one sided. We already talked about it a little bit. The defense is like one he didn't know about Shireen's past when he made that comment about Shireen. Sure, sure. Um, two. He was sort of ambushed at the reunion show. Um, Three, a lot of people, like a lot of fans or whatever, made a big deal about like the your mother's a whore comment to Rodney. And the only people who cared about that were Dan and Rodney. Um, Yeah. And they sort of like ambushed him with that. And he like did genuinely apologize to Shireen. That said, he also, I don't know. There's just like something about him. I I question whether or not Dan can feel empathy. Like that's. He he just he gives me this vibe of I feel like he's like definitely lost somebody's mail out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Allegedly. Yeah. He just seems like if somebody like doesn't give him a big enough tip on like for like Christmas or whatever, yeah. He yeah. would like not deliver their parcels. <laughs> Do you think he would kick a dog? I don't think he would kick a dog, but I do think he would never let a dog sleep inside his home. 
Mm. I think he's like, dogs belong outside. Okay. Okay. He definitely just seems like he's going to explain something to you. Yes. And it's like, you're too, you're not smart enough to explain anything to anyone. Absolutely. He's he's got real mansplaining vibes. And he does yes. it to Shireen in this episode. He fucking like sits there and explains math to her. And she's like, maybe you just don't understand my game. And he's like, clearly I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you don't understand my game it sounds like I need to be in this water to clean myself. And I desperately <laughs> do not want to be in a conversation. Well, the other thing that makes me think that the edit is not unfair to him is that Haley is the one who's like, he's misogynistic. Like, right. She is the one who says it, even though as far as we know, like, he, you know, all the girls sort of like band together. I mean, they, <laughs> right, or at least right. they try to band together to get him out. There is a reason, right? Like, it's not because he was just some guy who everybody liked and got a nasty edit. Which, yeah. by the way, I know we're, we really try to only talk about one moment instead of a whole episode, but can we talk about Haley at, um, at council being like, well, this is America. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. First of all, I would be so ashamed to be on this season. And I remember it's feeling so this bad. way. Only because, like, if only for the fact that the merged tribe is called America, America. I would be like, I would be like, actually, I need to quit, guys. Is there a way for me to be on the next season? Because, and just start from the merge because this is the absolute guaranteed worst tribe name in Survivor history. (laughs) What year was this, too? It was 2015. Yeah. Give me a break, dude. This is like post my coma, man. This is not, (laughs) this is not okay. And, And then Haley's thing. Yeah, what was her thing about okay. like so, never quitting? Right, that, so like, oh, it was. F- oh my god! Fl- I do so okay, day. so here's Dan has this whole thing where he's like, "Flippers mm-hmm. never win," which is also, a- <laughs> and he says the three magic words as if we've all heard it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're all familiar. <laughs> Flippers never win, yeah. which of course is not true. And in yeah. in the People magazine interview that I read, the interviewer is like, "Hey, that's not true." Like, here's an example. <laughs> And well, first he says the interviewer is like Tony won, and he was like Tony wasn't a flipper. Tony was a backstabber, as if that's any different. Oh and then he was like, God. "Well, Vesepia season four, like she flipped like to what like against her alliance, and then flipped back." And he was like, "But did she win?" And the person was like, "Yeah." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, so that's that's also part of my thing oh of like Dan God. is somebody who like can seems to never be able to admit when he's wrong, which is part mm-hmm. of why that moment is so satisfying because Jeff gets to tell him twice that he's wrong <laughs> yeah. again, um, again. But so he keeps saying flippers never win, and Haley, sweet, sweet Haley, um, comes in and is like, well, I would counter that by saying our tribe name is America, and just like America. Um, the colonists, if they had never flipped on the the UK, the greatest uh, empire empire <laughs> to ever exist, um, I, I, you know, I think America, I think America has a pretty. We can look at the historical record and see that flippers do sometimes win. America. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yo, someone bringing up colonists in a positive <laughs> light is like. What are you doing? Like, 
colonists versus the empire of the uk is very like dan versus the editor of survivor it's like everybody (laughs) in this is bad oh my god that wow that is perfect (laughs) it's so so true it's just like such a cringy moment but everybody's just like good job Haley. wait a yeah Yeah, even Shireen, who's like getting xenophobic shit said about her in confessionals. Yeah, but but I guess that makes sense. Shireen's too, nice to whoever is nice to her because there's only like three people who are nice to her. Yeah, it yeah. makes me sad that it because again, it just takes away from my ability to enjoy feeling annoyed by her because I just end up feeling bad for her. I just don't think she's that annoying i'm like it's not that bad she she it's like eliza vibes where it's like people are people just seem annoyed that she's like there and talks yeah yeah and as a woman i mean that's the thing that i'm confronting as i'm like re-watching i'm like i'm pretty sure I didn't like Jen the first time I watched. Mm. And when I inspect why that is, I'm like, I think it probably is just latent misogyny. Interesting. And I think that came into play too, because I do remember Dan, the like, your mother's a whore comment. And and it was just him. This is my moment of semi-defending Dan. Is he and like Rodney, I guess, were joking around and he was just like busting balls right. like hard and he didn't land the joke right. exactly. And that was so to me, that's way less offensive than the other stuff. But maybe that's me as a comic. No, like, I think that's right. I think also something that I um, feel about Dan that I was sort of thinking about is he is somebody who, and this is the part that also reminds me a lot of my toxic relative. Um, but he is somebody who really tries to be funny, to like make jokes, and is so painfully unfunny of a person. Oof, so yeah. all of it comes off incredibly uncomfortable, incredibly distasteful. And like he, he can say, like, I was just trying to I was just making a joke. And it's like, please never do that again, though. Please stop. Just just <laughs> just stick. Stick in your, be in your lane. Oh my Don't God. Don't try to make I jokes. Think, I think, wow. Okay. I have a story. Okay. About, did we talk about the wedding that I was at like a mm-hmm. little while ago? I think we might've referenced yeah. it on the podcast at one point. Great time. Had a, had a blast. Most people were just like lovely and amazing. But right at the end, I met the rich piece of shit cousin of we, my buddies we did talk about this uh, just a heads up we did we yeah, did okay 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 did we talk about the actual i don't think i said the actual joke no let's hear it okay so I, I will actually give a content warning for like violence against women here if you want to be really safe probably fast forward like Two minutes. What if I just walked and out it, of the room right now? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dream. Okay. Solo. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. So this guy, he, t- this super coked up drunk dude is telling this joke and he knows we're all comedians. And he's like, he's like, so this guy, this guy goes out into the woods 
and uh and he's like partying and i'm like not gonna remember the joke but it was such a badly told joke that it will be the same effect as him okay and he comes back and he says like oh that was a great time like i got i went to the railroad tracks and i got head and then another guy's like okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna go out there and he goes out and he sees a woman and her torso's been cut off by the train and he says oh what the hell and he like i guess he fucks her mouth or something sure. and that was the whole joke cool. and he was like <laughs> he was like sorry i have kind of a dark sense of humor <laughs> and and i'm like no you don't you have no sense, no of, sense humor. of like humor. who like actually where does that come from like does it come from like there are shitty you know um com people who are technically comics who are fucking like the nick DePaulos of the world who like you know have experience and are telling technical jokes but they're vile and mm-hmm. horrible and not funny but someone sees that and goes oh i'll be the like f list version of that or what convinces someone like that that they have a sense of humor? Okay, one theory. I think all men think that they are funny. Um, Yo, wow. Okay, I'm here was, for this. Keep going. There was a study. Uh, I think. Okay, full. I think I know that about this study because Nikki Glaser talked about it like on the View, which is very funny. Um, and it j- okay. was just like a clip that came up on my Instagram. So I am hearing this secondhand from another (laughs) comedian who may or may not have actually read the study may have just been told about it by somebody else. But basically this, and it makes sense, but the study was that um, men and women were both surveyed and were both found when they asked like, what do you value in a partner? Both said sense of humor, but men were defining sense of humor as Mm -hmm. they are, or like, sorry, it was women define I'm looking for a sense of humor in a man as he is funny and men were defining sense of humor in a woman as she thinks I am funny. Yeah. totally. So I, I think uh, there's that. I think there's also like women were conditioned to like, to laugh a lot in the presence of men, partly mm-hmm. as like, a flattery thing because we know that men want it like it's like an ego boost also as like a self, a defense mechanism because it makes us seem less threatening if we're laughing or giggling right like right. we seem less intense right um yeah. because women can just be like a bitch for anything for just like having a face mm-hmm. um so i just think i really just think all men think that they are funny because society has basically told them that they are I mean, I love puncturing a dichotomy. A like one of my least favorite things is like there are two types of people in this world. Like whatever <laughs> comes after that is like the worst. But <laughs> damn, like this is maybe th- this generalization. This might be one of the most accurate generalizations I've ever. Ooh, heard. should it go in the notebook? Uh, yeah you're on stage you're like so nikki glazer said on the view (laughs) no not that part just the thought and yeah from there but yeah no i totally buy that but so then 
is is it just mediated? They see guys joking about awful stuff, and they they're like, okay, this is dark. So I guess I have a dark sense of humor. It's just like, I mean, to go back to Dan, it's just like, it's it's him thinking he's because here's here's the thing. I don't I don't think I actually look like Dan. No, but not at I, all. I would definitely belong in the same police lineup as Dan. Okay. <laughs> like we have like we're going like we have like salt and pepper beards, uh, like you're like, so much younger than Dan. I, sure, but but I'm saying there's a fear but in okay. me that that like I look like Dan, you know. Okay. The, I guess I guess this is the part of the episode where we're back to my body fears, since I guess that's what we're also working yeah, through yeah. in this podcast. But I think that fear is as unfounded for me as Dan's belief that he would come off like Rupert. <laughs> just because he has some of the same like he's a big hairy dude so he must be seen <laughs> as a rupert and it's like no you're a different unique not great person yeah it's also for somebody who cl- proclaims themselves to be a super fan it's a fundamental misunderstanding of how the editing has changed since Rupert's season because it Mm -hmm. did used to be a little bit more about like how are these people gonna survive on this island like how will they eat and nobody get like I mean I wish it was more of that still but apparently I am in the minority apparently um because I think the producers even though they are bad they know what they're doing um and nobody cares about that now. It's about strategy. It's about like the moments that you, the things that you say. It's about drama. Mm-hmm. It's about your interpersonal relationships. And his are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Wow. Um, justice for Dan. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, sure. Justice for Dan. And justice looks like consequences, which is sit with the fucking. Deal with it, dude. I I don't even feel guilty for him being ambushed at the finale. Like, he clearly knew that people were hating on him. He's he's aware enough of that. You know how these finales work. You should have been prepared for this, dude. Yeah, this was a weird finale. This was a weird reunion episode, though. Because this was also the the way that Survivor treats people sometimes is – really upsetting to me and this this reunion is when they like chose the fan favorites for the next season remember that where they were like Mm, people like voted but they had everybody there and jeff would just kind (laughs) of like go to different people and be like not you and it's like and it's like every they all have their bags packed and it's just like it's 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 humiliating for people also it's people do they really not know though like that's i don't think thing. they do and mm. i i don't think the contestants are in on it it's it's really uncomfortable and i think i do think survivor gets a kick out of humiliating people so when it's done <laughs> when it's and i it it makes me feel gross it makes me feel upset and so when when it's done by the producers of survivor i hate it i think to 
bring it all back of why I love this moment is it's not done by the producers. It's done by Dan. He does it to himself and it's great. Yeah. It's nice when nobody has anybody to blame but themselves. And all you have to do is cut in a recreated shot of <laughs> of the puzzle that he <laughs> fucked up. It's um yeah, that's great. Well, I feel like we got it. I, think, I feel like I we're think we've run a, I think I think that's it. I think that's all there all is right. to say about it. Um how would you feel about should we like announce on the podcast at the end what next week's episode will be about as like a little cliffhanger or should we just keep doing that off mic? Um I'm going to keep this part in okay. and say, what do you think, folks? Oh, um, you know, right? Yeah. Email us at it's a stick pod at gmail.com or tweet at us. Maybe I forget our Twitter hang- handle, but it's probably also it's a stick. Yeah, you can also you can also tweet or at us individually. Tweet, yeah. Tweet at me or Dave. I'm at Ariel underscore comedy. Um, on everything, on everything. Like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And I'm at this is Dave Marr. I really only use Twitter and Instagram, really just okay. Twitter. Um, yeah. And listen and to my afterlife know. podcast. Yeah, definitely listen to Dave's afterlife podcast. This is your this afterlife. This is your afterlife. Yep. Um, and uh, let us know, like, do you want do you want a little teaser? Do you want a little like next week on Survivor? Right. Because I guess <laughs> I, I think it I think ultimately it could be fun because it allows people to watch and then the minute the episode yeah. drops, they're able to, as opposed to being like, Okay, I hear the moment, mm-hmm. you know. But but I don't know, confirm for us whether that's true or not. Okay. So we'll 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 okay, great. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And until next week, just remember I'll tweet quality <laughs> and I'll last, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>